It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. President Biden and the Democrats are currently going through a pretty rough patch now as it relates to messaging and polling. Uh, They promised the virus would be on the run by now, uh, that uh, inflation was just a transitory kind of thing. Uh, But you have to go past the headlines here and look at what is it that is going on, not just in terms of reality in the lives of the American people, uh, but what is the disconnect between that and what's taking place in the White House? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So, as we mentioned, uh, it is a an interesting season for the Biden administration and for Democrats around the country. And one of the problems I think the administration is facing is the disconnect. There is just this misalignment between the messaging coming out of the White House and what the American people are actually feeling and experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Uh, There's a great piece by uh, Tyler Pager, who's the White House reporter for the Washington Post, and uh, really pleased to have joining us on the line now, the author of that uh, article, Tyler Pager. Again, he's the White House reporter at the Washington Post. Tyler, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. So as as you look at this, we've been talking about kind of this disconnect, uh, almost like your back being out of alignment of what's coming from the White House and what the American people are experiencing seems to be out of alignment. And a lot of those within the Democratic Party are saying, hey, we got to we got to rebuild trust. And somehow the messaging isn't matching the reality. Uh, what are, What are you seeing? What are you sensing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is growing Democratic anxiety over the president and the party's approval ratings, we have seen, um, uh, you know, consistently the president's approval ratings declining. Um, and that is, you know, causing some Democrats concern. I think one of the areas that Democrats are frustrated by is the communication coming out of the White House and from some of the party leaders. They feel that they have made a lot of progress on issues, whether that's COVID or the economy, the passage of the infrastructure bill, which the president signed into law yesterday. But they feel that sometimes the White House is not um, as as attuned to the everyday concerns of Americans. I spoke to one uh, congressman, Connor Lamb from Pennsylvania, and he said the, the Democratic Party is really good at talking about the long term benefits of their legislation, but sometimes miss the boat on everyday concerns. And, and I think one of the best encapsulations of that is inflation. We're seeing rising prices. We've seen that for months. And that's hitting every American and everything that they're they're purchasing. Um, but for, for weeks and months, the White House dismissed inflation as transitory, saying it was temporary and it would fade. And it hasn't. And, and whether it does over the next year is something they expect it will. But that doesn't help Americans who are facing price increases every day. Yeah. And, that, and it really does get to that uh, that element of trust. One of the things that you pointed out in your piece uh, that I think is so, so true is that you have to have a 
a communication strategy that is every bit as robust and compelling as your policy strategy. As you mentioned, uh, many Democrats say, hey, we're pretty good at talking about the long-term benefits of, of all of this and generations to come stuff. Uh, but we've got to have a sophisticated strategy for you know what someone in Pennsylvania or someone in uh, Oklahoma or, or uh, Iowa is going to feel uh, right here and right now. Yes, absolutely. I think that is one part of it that Democrats want to see more of. And secondly, I spoke to mayors and members of Congress who said Democrats need to brag more about what they do, that Republicans are very good at that. Trump notoriously was very good and is very good at messaging whether or not, you know, he might be telling the truth all the time. You could ask some of my colleagues that do fact-checking of the president um, or the former president, but that they are much more focused on branding and bragging about what they do and that, and that Democrats do a whole lot as well, but aren't always good about messaging about it. And that has been a source of frustration as well. And as you look at those, uh, especially those mayors and, and those people that are out uh, in the cities and towns across the country, uh, I think one of the things that the administration will have to do uh, is kind of obviously trust is at a real low in terms of trust of uh, elected officials and trust of institutions of government. Uh, and when there's when they feel that there's not that congruency or that the administration might be dismissive of some of those things they're actually feeling, uh, what's the strategy there beyond just saying, hey, this is what we are doing? What else are they trying to position uh, from a messaging standpoint? Yeah, I mean, I think it really lies on this larger argument that the president has been trying to make, and he frames it in this existential crisis of democracies versus hypocrisies, in which he wants to show Americans that democracies do work and they can deliver. So I think in this case, that is talking about things like the um, expanded unemployment benefits or the stimulus checks or the vaccine money that came out of the American Rescue Plan that they passed back in March, or the infrastructure bill, you know, build, rebuilding roads and bridges and expanding broadband access. They want to focus on those tangible benefits that a democratic government like the United States can provide and improve people's everyday lives. Um, and I think that is the argument they're trying to make. And uh, finally, before I let you go, is there, uh, is there anything else that you're seeing on the horizon uh, that you expect to hear coming out of the administration, especially rolling into 2022 in the midterms? Yeah, I mean, I think that is the the question, is what is the Democratic message going to be as they try to hold on to their narrow majorities in the House and Senate? Midterm elections are notoriously difficult for incumbent presidents. Um, almost always the party that controls the White House loses quite a bit of ground in, 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 the, in Congress. And so the Democrats know uh, that they have a really uphill battle in trying to keep hold of of the House and of the Senate. And so I think the, you know, the Republicans are coalescing around this argument that they're going to make to voters that the Biden administration has been marked by incompetence, whether that's on um, Afghanistan and foreign policy or the economy and inflation. That is what the Democrats are up against, the, this argument that they have not delivered, that they have made mistakes. And so I think they uh, are optimistic that passing legislation, they obviously signed the infrastructure bill into law yesterday, uh, and then hope to have this second piece of the legislation, the Build Back Better agenda, in law in the coming weeks as well. And I think that is um, what is going to comprise the argument that they are going to make. Um, and, it, 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 you know, voters will decide which one's more compelling. 
Yeah, fascinating stuff. And, of course, there's a lot of other things coming up on the horizon with a debt ceiling increase that's going to be need to need to be made, uh, along with funding of the government coming up on December 3rd. Uh, much more to come. Tyler Pager, a White House reporter for The Washington Post, always appreciate his perspective here on Inside Sources. And I just think it's going to be a fascinating uh, next couple of months for this administration to see can they get a messaging strategy that is as sophisticated as the policy strategy? And can they get a message that rings true and is congruent with what the American people are actually experience? A lot to think about way beyond the headlines. Think again. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.